0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Raise the Geek podcast. We have been longly anticipating this debut of the show for the seven days from conception to now here recording. We've spent a, one solid week getting ready for entertaining you. I am Chris, and I'm here with my buddy Don. How we doing, man?
1: Hey, Chris. What's going on, dude? Not Good much. Good to talk to you.
0: Yeah, man. Good to see you. It's, uh... Yeah. A Saturday, we're hanging out, having some drinks. I was doing yard work all day. Don was telling me that I do yard work wrong because I don't have a cooler with some beer out there. I wait until after. So next week when I cut the grass, I'm going to need to uh, rectify this this problem that I have.
1: Yeah, my uh, my thought is on the week, time doesn't matter uh, when to crack that first beer. If it's 12 o'clock noon, that's fine. Come on, you don't have work. <laughs>
0: I don't have work till Monday, so yeah. don't have
1: work till Monday, why not?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So that's what we're doing. So we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about all things geek from comics, movies, games, basically whatever interests us that week or something that we want to talk about, of course, coming into this week and part of the reason why we wanted to talk about it is we're just coming fresh off of WandaVision. Eight solid weeks of TV for that. We're sliding into uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier with a Snyder's cut here in the middle that everybody's somehow trying to find four hours of their life to watch and then of course (laughs) I'm going to immediately want to go watch the Wheaton cut just to see so I have to try to free up six hours of Justice League time but I'm excited to do just that. Don never saw Justice League the theatrical so he doesn't know what He wants, right?
1: (laughs) You know, I never did. I never saw Justice League and uh, the DC movies leading into Justice League. You know, Man of Steel really enjoyed it. Um, Batman versus Superman. What was that? Dawn of Justice. Is that what it was called? Is that the tag to it? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that in the the theaters also and I enjoyed it enough. Maybe not as much as Man of Steel. But for some reason, when uh, Justice League was coming and all the promotion, everything. I just let it pass me by without uh, going to see it and just have never seen it. So with the, all the Snyder cut talk and everything, and I know uh, the movie changed between Josh Whedon and Zack Snyder, uh, I, I kind of want to see him finish his vision, uh, even though, you know, I have reservations about that as well. But, you know, so I'm looking forward to sitting down for four hours, like you said. <laughs> Probably gonna have to break it up. Like, that's a long time for anybody to sit in front of a screen, or maybe not, but maybe for me it is. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm excited to give it
0: a shot. Yeah, the whole world has switched over to this like binging model where people just kill shows in like a weekend, and I'm not built right. that way. I'm I'm still stuck on the old like tele- network TV where watching Lost one episode a week and you know talking about it and analyzing it and figuring out and what's Lost. going on. So that's where I'm digging this Disney Plus model, yeah, you know, of Mandalorian, sure. WandaVision. You know, give me an episode a week and then really yeah. give us a week to talk about it. And that's going to benefit us here with the show. So now weekly we can talk about a new episode and we don't have to come up with crap to talk about. It. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'd be struggling yeah. on a lot harder.
1: Yeah, the weekly model is probably something i prefer more as well binging i'm like you is hard to do i can do about an hour and if it's really good i'll be like yeah hey, i can do another one that's cool but be anything beyond that like do you want to watch a third one no i can't do a third one even if it's a great show three hours in a row just like is rough mentally for me that's why like we were saying the four hours of justice league seems like uh quite the task but see how it goes
0: well how many how many uh episodes did you have to split wonder woman 84 into oh
1: man wonder woman 84 i think was it three it took me three sittings i believe to get through that um if you can't tell i did not think much of that movie yeah that that
0: movie could have been 90 minutes and it still would have took three tries to get through it yeah
1: i i was um you know disappointed in the final outcome of that because you know i did enjoy the first wonder woman uh, i think we've talked about it before you did too so we were expecting a lot out of wonder woman 84 oh. i was expecting a lot more out of it and it just uh to me wasn't that well made of a movie so i was it was, was a dumpster a fire yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to be kind, but you just came out and said it. But yeah, it was.
0: Trash all the way. And I'm sure this is not the last time you'll hear us talk about that movie. I feel like we need to come up with a ranking scale. And that's going to always be at the bottom unless something comes out that's worse. But man, just from a filmmaking standpoint to a plot standpoint to a just missed opportunity standpoint, that movie really just... That movie just really... I don't know what they were thinking.
1: Yeah. And I mean, for those who haven't seen it, I mean... The spoiler alert, but like the first uh the first scene in that movie I actually thought was okay, you know when they were going back to when she when uh Diana was a child and it was like running the trials through the amazon stuff, and you know it was very c g i heavy but i was looking i was watching that and thought, wow, this movie could be pretty good, you know it seemed like a nice action lead in scene. But then the scene after that where they go into the mall, that's just when it started falling apart for me. Just like, oh, no. And then the storytelling throughout the whole thing and the dialogue and the acting is just uh, not great all around. But, oh, well, what are you going to
0: (laughs) do? But. But we're moving past Wonder Woman 84. Today we got the first episode of Winter Soldier and the Falcon, or let's reverse that Falcon and the Winter Soldier. First episode of that dropped yesterday. We both watched it. We're able to sit down and watch it today. We got tons of thoughts about it. But first, the way I want to at least start these shows for right now is I kind of want to talk about what we've been watching, reading, playing, just kind of go over so then you guys out there can really listen and get a feel for what we like and what we're into and, uh, See where our common interests lie. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with what I've been reading because Donald and I we are both very big comic people. So we always are talking yeah. about our pull list, what we got coming on Wednesday, Comic Book Day. Wednesday is like the best day of the week, even though my pull pile is like six weeks deep now, and I need to really sit down and read. I cut the grass today instead of reading comic. <laughs> like I wanted to. So um, adult responsibilities, you know. I know. I just want to read my comics. Uh, but, we, like, I've been reading comics pretty heavy since I, I mean, back in the day, I remember reading Heroes for Hire back in the 90s. Um, and I know Don was reading Deadpool, and we were both getting the comics weekly. And that was our, at least my first foray into weekly comics and getting subscriptions. And, really pulling this off. And Heroes for Hire was my big team, which is crazy because I never watched any of the Netflix shows. And you would imagine that that should be my jam. And I've had the right. hardest time getting through so many <laughs> So that's yeah. to be a surprise. But right now, what, what I'm really excited about that's been coming in my poll is I just decided to pick up Daredevil, the uh, Chip Sardas- Sard- Sardaski? Sardisky?
1: Uh, uh the, the Z may be silent. I always, I could be totally wrong. So I just pronounce it Chip Darsky. Okay. Uh, but I've never heard it said out loud, so we may have to look into that for well, in the future, but Well, Chip, if you're Zing, listening, ding. send yeah, us the yeah.
0: pronunciation, you know, if you're out there Chip, send us right. how to say your name right because I have a feeling we're going to be talking about you. <laughs> sure. And uh but I've been jumping into the trades trying to catch up. I heard the big I got the, you know, everyone went crazy when Daredevil 25 came out and just heads up, spoilers for everything we talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, right? Uh, That's a good warning. A big there was a big uh a big twist in there with Electra and uh I kind of piqued my interest and I dropped the Batman. I couldn't read Batman anymore and I mm-hmm. wanted to pick up another street level hero. So I started picking up the trades on uh through Amazon on the on the iPad. So I've sure. been reading reading those trades digital and I've been really digging uh Daredevil so far, trying to catch up with the current because I started pulling the most recent. So I got twenty six, twenty-seven, and twenty-eight sitting here ready to go. I just need to get caught up. So I'm working through Daredevil. And then I've been reading Crossover by uh, Danny. Donny Cates. Donny Cates. Donny Cates. Cates. I had it sitting here. I just wasn't. (laughs) Um, Which I loved God's Country. God's Country was just like a work of art. That story was so strong and so good. And Crossover has been fun. I've really been enjoying that type of Story For those that don't know, Crossover is kind of about this event that happens where basically all of our characters from story, stories and comics have come through to our world. So then they're running around and it's like the military is trying to keep them in a dome and there's all kinds of crazy stuff. But there's a lot of like mixture of characters that you wouldn't see coming. A lot of teases of, you know, like Superman and Spawn and stuff and not that they've shown yet, but there's a lot of teases going on. But they're using a lot of lower tier characters, which I think is really cool to give them a spotlight. But so far, that story has been really entertaining. Yeah. I'm which definitely, time? I'm I'm
1: reading uh, both of those books myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been on Daredevil since the first issue with uh, Chip. I'm not going to say his last name. because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Clearly we don't know how to yet but we will but, chipsy uh, chipsy yeah, chipsy uh writing daredevil and daredevil is a character i always wanted to um read more of uh enjoying the netflix show which you brought up and he always just seemed like a character that i was interested in but never really picked up any of the comics yeah uh I think Mark Wade had a series, a Daredevil series that was highly regarded and Charles Sewell also did a Daredevil recently. So when the new uh, run started with Chip, I was like, oh, let me grab this. And I've been reading it since issue one. And it's to me is probably the best Marvel book they have going right now. Um, It started off pretty good, you know, mixing a lot of characters you already know, like Kingpin was a villain and, um, I think maybe bolt there's some bullseye in there you know some well-known daredevil villains but yeah it's been going good like you said up, uh, up to issue 25 you get the electra um big surprise at the end and that's there there's a lot of hype around that online and issues of daredevil 25 were selling for triple or quadruple cover price because people were so interested you know people love uh big plot surprises at the end, like the Marvel shows or anything like that. People just love to be surprised in the last page of something. So that's what issue 25 did. And, you know, it's, it's been a great book. Uh, I think now they're moving into the King in Black stuff, which is like a big Marvel event starring Venom, which Donny Cates is kind of in charge of, but you know, when they do things like that events in the comics, sometimes, Uh, other issues like delve into that like oh this is our king and black tie-in issue so when i saw king and black in the cover in the corner of daredevil 26 i'm not reading king and black i'm like oh, i'm not going to kind of understand what's going on this is going to be kind of confusing to me so but i did read it and it's still going good you know that book's been good one through 26 27 so definitely a fun book pick it up if you haven't read it yet
0: and it makes me—if I really would have put it together, the twenty-five was was hard to get or a big selling. I would have bought it Thursday because my store had about three copies sitting in the back things. I should have grabbed one. I just was like, "Hey, I'll get it in a trade," because that was kind of my plan. Yeah. Um, so that's—I'll have to maybe make another drive out to the the comic book <laughs> right. store. Did you read Electives Daredevil item. Yellow?
1: I have it up up in on my comic book shelf, and I have not read it. That's um. One that I've always meant to. Yeah, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, uh, one of my favorite creative teams when they work together. You know, they've done stuff like Batman, The Long Halloween, uh, Spider-Man Blue, Hulk Gray. Uh, I think they had a Captain America book together, but like their Batman stuff stands out the most to me. Long Halloween and Dark Victory, which I know we both read and love. It's probably one of my favorite Batman stories. So, yeah, that's one I've got to get to, that Daredevil
0: yellow for sure. Yeah, I always think about it and just don't, don't yeah. get it. But since we were talking about Daredevil, we have uh, so many things like that. Oh yeah, I have so many <laughs> trades. I have so many comics that I need to catch up on, and sometimes I just buy stuff because it looks cool. And yeah, I'll get to it one day. I'll get to it one day. <laughs> All right, so we're going to switch to what we've been watching outside of the obvious of what we've been watching. Kind of want to dig a little bit deeper into what's been keeping us entertained while we're trying to watch stuff in this crazy world where we have all this time indoors to watch whatever we want and overflow of content. Uh, One of the big things that I started watching, which you told me about that it hit HBO Max, was Superman, the animated series. They put the whole all three seasons Uh, on that. And, uh, I mean, if you enjoy the DC animated universe just in any way, HBO Max is the thing you need to have. They have almost have every one of their animated movies up in there on top yeah. of it. Now they started adding Batman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond, and now they added Superman. I'm assuming Justice League's not too much further behind. Yeah. Um, but Superman was kind of a quiet one. Like, everybody loved Batman the Animated Series and Batman Beyond, which I didn't even really get Into Batman Beyond, but then they kind of snuck this Superman out there that was like the same creative team and it had the same feel and the vibe, but it was Superman. And it's just, it was a good show. And I just remember watching it all the time when it was on TV after you know after school, come home and watch Superman. Um, Sure, Batman Superman Hour. I didn't they give them an hour together? They were back to back. I believe
1: I believe so. Where we when we were growing up, I think they came on at like four o'clock. Four PM was Batman the Animated Series, followed directly by Superman Animated Series. So that was yeah. Fun time for us. Um, geeky youth. Yeah. Fun mm-hmm. hour right there.
0: <laughs> then it switched into The Simpsons. <laughs> right. It's your hour of The Simpsons yeah. before the news or whatnot.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to jump into that Superman animated series too, because I remember enjoying that. The animation style, just like the Batman one, which everybody knows. Uh, but th- that was a great show too, you know. S- people forget Superman has a fun villains gallery at times too, you know. When you think Batman, you're like, oh, Joker, Mr. Freeze, Penguin, Two Face. But Superman's got his guys too, you know. Lex Luthor, Brainiac, Loki. All the yeah, all that into, you know, great animation cartoon goodness. Can't beat it.
0: Yeah, I've been excited to kind of have that on and really kind of watch through some of that again. I need to finish because I know there's Batman animated series episodes in those later couple seasons that i know i probably have never seen so because as i start watching through the first couple seasons of that i'm always like i've seen all of these a million times but then when i get deeper i go i've never seen this one before so trying to kind of put on the cartoons while i'm doing other stuff and it's been fun so superman season one's been pretty fun
1: yeah it's something not fun to put on that you don't have to think too much about you can just sit and enjoy you know even have on in the background so yeah, that's definitely one I gotta get into.
0: What do you what have you been watching? Watching anything, uh uh well,
1: I'm into sports, so I've been watching a lot of sports. <laughs> but also, uh, as far as like shows go, I mean we're gonna talk about it later, but I crazy loved WandaVision. Uh that was like the last show that really got me. Uh before that, uh, you know, Mandalorian also on Disney Plus. Disney Plus is kind of on a roll right now with uh their shows. Um, yep. I think the last the last show I watched uh, that you could consider quasi binging, even though I already said earlier I don't binge, but like I watched it pretty fast was Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Uh, that's a show I think everybody should watch if you haven't. Uh, it's 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 got a great story and it's kind of like it's a chess it's a show about chess competition, but it's also like a sports. Show, I don't know, it's very hard to describe, but the acting's great, and you know I, I think it's won a bunch of awards, and everybody probably knows about it by now, but that's, yeah, the last one I was into.
0: And that other one you were into is on HBO, what was it Compression? Succession. <laughs> yeah, that's it, Succession.
1: Close, close enough. Close, close. Yeah. That's a fun show, too. Uh, very tense, very tense show. I don't know why I like watching things like that sometimes that just make you feel... Uh, like anxiety while watching them. Why is that fun? I don't know.
0: Gems for that same reason, like uncut yep. gems. I could watch that movie and it's two hours of just making you want to like scream.
1: Yeah. Like, and it was like, so good. <laughs> I'm I'm with you. It's, it's the kind of stuff where it's like, you want to look away and you, sometimes you have to pause it and like take a breath and be like, what is yeah. going on? Why do I feel this way? It's, I'm just watching a show. It's just supposed to be entertainment. Why do I feel nervous? yeah but uh yeah Succession's kind of like that and i i still have two episodes to go uh in the second season for that i've stopped for a little while i don't know why if it's like this for you sometimes watching a show you stop for a while because you like don't want it to end yet or you don't want to see i don't know maybe that's just me i'm weird but uh
0: no i'm i'm sitting on episode six of outsiders outsider on hbo
1: oh yes i've seen that
0: like watched a couple episodes every night and then all of a sudden just stopped for like two weeks. I <laughs> don't know why it's just, I don't know. It it was fine. It was entertaining. I was curious where it was going and just, I don't know. You just kind of like, all right, next. Yeah. That's the Stephen. that's the Steven King show. Right. Yeah. 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 With Jason Bateman. Sure. Uh, yeah. With the, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like I said, it's a, it's a cool show. It's just, like I said, sometimes it's like, what is it? Uh, overload of content, content overload.
1: Sure. Too many there's actions. always something
0: new. Like every couple of days, there's something new that drops that you're just like, Ooh, what about this? Oh, yeah. what about this? So when you're not a binger and you don't sit through and consume it so fast,
1: right? It, Who's it the time for binging. <laughs>
0: All right, and to close this up, we're going to talk about what we've been playing because we're also gamers. Usually on Friday nights, Don and I are playing Warzone with one of our other buddies. We're playing Black Ops, doing some kind of Call of Duty, playing Uno, playing kind of whatever. But we are kind of big gamers and really have gotten into it, back into it um, the last couple of years where we've been really, especially the pandemic, really kind of brought the gaming back out of, I think, a lot of us. Uh, oh, so yeah. what you've you been playing outside of the normal stuff we've been playing, the Call of Duties and the... Oh, well, Yeah.
1: Like, like you said, we play Call of Duty every night, pretty much. I <laughs> was, uh, 40, pushing 40 years old, trying to games, trying to hang with these young kids. It's hard.
0: Yeah, those, we don't have those quick Twitch reflexes to, to we get these done. shots. But we still do our best. Uh, yeah.
1: Lately, uh, what, did you mention we both picked up PS fives?
0: No, I did not.
1: Okay. Yeah. We we were lucky to get some PlayStation five. So we've been delving into that a little bit. Uh, I definitely played through Miles Morales first, mm, yeah. Spider-Man. Uh, I think you did. I'm pretty sure you did, too. That's the game we both got that came with the systems. And, you know, that is a fantastic game right there for fans of the first Spider-Man game that was for the previous generation. You would not be disappointed in this game. It's uh, cool. much short. it, It's shorter, but it doesn't feel short. It feels like a full, complete game. Uh, there's plenty of story in there. You know, the action is fun. The controls are fluid and easy to use, uh, for, for fans of Spider-Man or any kind of superhero video games, that is like the perfect game almost. So, uh, so- yeah, yeah, definitely. I, that one comes to the top of my mind first. Um, besides that, me and my wife have been playing uh Sackboy, sequel to the little big planet games. It's a fun platformer. Uh, got a lot of fun co-op. So, yeah, we've been enjoying that here and there whenever uh, we want to play a game together. My wife uh, plays video games as well, so that's fun. Uh, So, yeah, we've been having a lot of fun with that.
0: Nice, nice. I've decided for whatever reason to jump back into Animal Crossing. So, like, last year, my wife and I have been playing Animal Crossing on the Switch. Like, we picked it up day one, and that was, as many of you, I'm sure, was the pandemic game, you know, it was just a game that everybody played because everyone was at home. You can fly to your friend's islands. It just kind of became a, a thing that everybody did last year. And then somewhere in the fall, we kind of were just like, all right, kind of done. So we kind of quit playing for six months and sure. turn it on every once in a while, but just kind of fell out of it. And last week or so kind of turned it back on and started really messing with it. But what was funny was that we have you have villagers in your, in your, uh, your town, your Island. And we had one villager who apparently is extremely rare and everybody loves him. Was his name is Sherb, and he's this little goat named Sherb <laughs> who talks to bugs. Sherb the goat. Sherb came to me when I turned it on while we weren't playing anymore. And he goes, hey, I'm really thinking about moving. What do you think I should do? And in my brain, because this is how <laughs> weird I am, my brain was thinking, well, we're not playing the game anymore. So is it really fair to keep him on our, trapped on our island? Like, if he wants to go see the rest of the world, shouldn't it be, he be allowed to go? Now, of course, that makes no sense because it's a computer game. And whether he's, I mean, literally, when he leaves our island, he doesn't go anywhere. It's not like there's one Sherb that goes to other people's games. It's, but he might. But you don't know, right? You know, you don't know. And yeah. so I let Sherb leave. And then we didn't turn the game back on for two months. And then when we decided to turn it back on and play, because we never did it again, it became Sherb's Moving Day. So that move <laughs> let him go just got reopened. So then we had to watch Sherb go. So now we've been playing. So for the past week, my wife has been going, Can't believe you let Sherb go. I can't you really believe messed you let up. Sherb go. I messed up so <laughs> bad. So yesterday I went on Etsy and found a store. I think it was like Nooks. Shopping, I really should look up what it was called because I should give her a shout-out because she was awesome in what she was doing. But it was – oh, that's my groceries. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Nook's Delivery Service. So if you're looking for Animal Crossing gear, go to Etsy, Nook's Delivery Service. But the uh, young lady who helps with that one, she was selling Sherb and 4 million bells for $4. So I bought it. That sounds like a bargain. Yep. So for $4, I got 4 million bells on top of Sherb. So she had Sherb on her her island. She kicked him off. He was moving. I bought a plot of land, invited Sherb. This morning, I was woken up by my wife going, let's go invite Sherb back on the island. And (laughs) literally before I even got out of bed, she already had that system on so she could go see Sherb moving into the house. So that's Animal Crossing thing, man. Animal (laughs) Crossing thing. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, I know it is definitely uh my wife's big into animal crossing so i know how big people get
0: into that oh yeah you as soon as you get decide to buy a switch man it's gonna be on that's on the list one thing i need the switch Uh, man the switch is a good time it's a good uh hopefully that switch pro or super switch or whatever they want to call it comes out this year and get a 4k one and bigger screen and faster performance and it'd be it'd be that'd be really nice uh but yeah, so that's kind of what we've been playing, what we've been doing, keeping ourselves uh keeping ourselves busy. I know uh we had some news this week that came out that uh I don't know if anybody's played Outriders. Um, they had the demo come out a few weeks ago so it's a big like mmo destiny like game that square Mm -hmm. square enix has been putting on don and i have been playing the demo for the past couple weekends grinding these characters and we've been debating like is this game worth 60 dollars? it comes out april 1st do we really want to buy this thing and every weekend we got edged closer and closer and closer to buying outriders and then this week it was announced that Outriders is going to be day one on Xbox Game Pass, which means if you own Xbox and you're a subscriber to Game Pass, you just get the game. It's part of your subscription, and you don't have to pay any extra for it. And both Don and I immediately soured on that game at that point because it's just like, well, I'm not, I'm not a chump. I'm, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I don't want to pay sixty bucks for this game that. Xbox people get for, you know, so it just really became an Xbox exclusive in my eyes. I don't know how you felt. I mean, I know you felt kind of the same, you know. Yeah, uh, actually, I felt completely the same. Like you said, we've
1: been enjoying the game and uh, more and more I'm feeling like it's a game we could buy and enjoy and have fun with, you know, some multiplayer, good old multiplayer shooting action, fun RPG style game. Uh, but then, you know, as soon as you text me and told me about the Xbox Pass, Xbox players getting Outriders basically for free with their subscription, um, I start I start thinking, well, now is this game really worth $60 to me? If I do buy it, thinking in my head the entire time, man, Xbox players are playing this thing, like, free of charge, basically, and I just shelled out $60. I don't know. It's, it's It doesn't seem like it should be something that should be a... Uh, something that should stop me, but it's going to. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't. I, I just can't. Uh, and and we felt like Sony might have a corresponding move to that, maybe make it a PlayStation uh, Plus game. But we haven't seen anything about that yet, and the date is approaching, so it's hard to say whether or not that's going to happen. So for now, we're kind of in like a holding pattern with this game. Uh, it's a fun game. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't know what what to expect from it really going in it's a square enix game and you know to me they're kind of that's a hit and miss company so but us playing it uh we had a lot of fun so unfortunately for now we're
0: putting that fun on yeah yeah,
1: probably not going to be playing at least at launch but um, a fun demo a big a big you know demo demos to me I usually don't think that they're gonna be that that much content, but you know we put a couple hours there into there, you know a couple of times,
0: its, yeah, yeah,
1: a couple different sessions of playing, so
0: yeah, we maxed uh, out two or three characters, I think, right, out of the four right. you get to pick from we were ready, we were getting ourselves ready for launch day, like yeah. we weren't saying it out loud, but we were getting ourselves ready for launch day, <laughs> yeah, and we were thinking, uh, it. and now it and then it what's I don't know to throw salt in the wound for some reason. At the same press conference, they decided to lay out the roadmap for Marvel's Avengers, also by Square Mm. Enix, which is a very similar type game, but with the Avengers, which came out to lukewarm results. And everybody's just like, eh, this game is dead, and this, this, that, and the other. But now they've played out their roadmap, which really doesn't even show anything. And I still don't know if that game's going to be good, but for now, for whatever reason, I'm just like, man... I buy Avengers, and I, yeah. so I don't know what my problem is that now I want Avengers. And right now on the Xbox, of course, the Xbox, it's thirty bucks. It's on sale, and I'm like, man, if that sale was over on PlayStation, I'd probably buy it right now. Just because I don't know. I guess I want a new live service game in my life.
1: Yeah, I'm feeling the same way. Uh, that's games that you and I have played together in the past, also with some other friends. That it's it's just fun to play with friends like that kind of way. Mm -hmm. Um, like we played destiny a lot, uh, Mm -hmm. destiny Two, put a lot of time into that game. So Avengers, yeah, the black Panther announcement, Hawkeye, the new Hawkeye pack. It seems like they keep building stuff, even though, like you said, it's had some lukewarm uh, reception, but us being comic book fans, I always knew somewhere deep down inside that we were going to play that game someday. I maybe was not willing to pay full price at the beginning, um, yeah. but I don't know. It's still up in the air with this game. We're going to see.
0: Yeah. and We'll we'll be back next week for episode two of raised a geek. And we'll both be like, well, we're playing Avengers all week. <laughs> uh. yeah. All right, man, that's enough about us. That's enough about what we've been playing, what we've been watching, what we've been reading. Definitely. Um, hopefully some of you've been watching, reading a lot of the same stuff, but I know most of you, if not all of you, have been watching Disney Plus the last month and a half between WandaVision and now Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There's tons of new MCU content. Now, we've been on a drought with MCU content because we had, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home come out in July of 2019, and then we didn't have another superhero movie. The next one was supposed to come out. It was supposed to be Black Widow, which we've talked about before about being a very – Polarizing movie to be like kind of the next Marvel movie cuz Black Widow obviously spoilers if you didn't see Endgame somehow but Black <laughs> Widow uh died in that movie so then the idea of going back and having a movie about a character who's dead seems weird to me anyway but that was supposed to come out last year in May and then obviously because of you know the pandemic we haven't had any new movies, and we were supposed to get even last August, I think, or last November, we were supposed to get Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and we didn't get that. We ended up getting WandaVision in January. Uh, so there was a lot of big gaps, and a lot of things have been mixed up in this MCU timetable, but how do you feel about like the state of the MCU where we are? Now we're shifting into the t- these TV shows. Um, we had WandaVision. Just kind of how did you feel about the lack of mcu content that we've had and now that we've been getting it how does that make you feel
1: sure uh well like you said we're both pretty big mcu fans i've i've i can basically look at each one of the releases from iron man all the way through endgame and find something about it that i like and or just really like so you know we're we're big fans uh the the lack like you said the last spider-man
0: uh what'd you say july 2019 was i think it was just june or july of 2019 it was it was just a couple months after endgame
1: yeah uh i mean we were expecting to have like you said black widow by now and i don't know how i kind of felt after spider-man actually even after endgame i almost am like unclear as where they're going but i was interested to see like well uh let's let's be on this roller coaster together, I guess. I mean, Endgame did feel like a final chapter almost, but you know, of course, it's it's all money. They're gonna keep making these movies. So us as fans, it's like, well, let's see where it goes. Black Widow is the first step. I know they have Eternals on the uh Docket and a few other different movies, another Spider-Man. But then, you know, like you said, COVID happens and we have this big break. Uh, luckily for us as fans, they announced all these Disney Plus shows that are come, uh, were in the works, like like we're going to talk about Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision, uh, Loki, I believe, is next, and there's a bunch more. Uh, mm-hmm. She-Hulk, Hawkeye, all, all the things. And um, I just feel like watching WandaVision, and we just watched the first episode of Falcon Winter Soldier, Disney Plus is a good way to get this to fans i feel like there's more hype into you know wandavision almost than some of the movies just because everybody can watch it from the comfort of their own home uh it's good for me i don't i'm not always into going to movie theaters anyway so disney plus i think is a good way to continue the marvel mcu legacy so after this long break uh, a lot of this has been missed in life so it's i feel like it's a good thing to have it back and uh yeah that's kind of where i'm at with that yeah
0: so I, I pulled up a phase four like timeline here of where we're supposed to be in the MCU at this point in, what, what is it, March of 2021. So like mm-hmm. May of 2020 was supposed to be Black Widow. So that was yeah. after Spider-Man. We were going to do Black Widow. Then fall of 2020 was supposed to be the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. November of 2020 was the Eternals. Okay. February of 2021. So this is already, we should have seen this, which is mm-hmm. that sh- Shang-Chi, the Legend of the Ten Rings.
1: Oh, I forgot about Shang-Chi.
0: Then the spring 2021 is WandaVision. So we should be heading into WandaVision right now, oh, pretty much. That's crazy. And then May May of 2021, which I know this is why they did it, is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So you're supposed to go straight from WandaVision into Doctor Strange, which it's already been confirmed that uh, Scarlet Witch is in right. that movie. So I think that would have been really cool to... Do that, So we might have to watch WandaVision again before we dive into whenever Doctor Strange ends up coming out. Yeah. And then also spring of 2021 is Loki. Mm. This summer was going to be the What If animated show, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. The fall of 2021 is Hawkeye. And November 5th, 2021 is Thor Love and Thunder. So wow. literally by November of this year, we were supposed to be all the way through this, to all the way to Thor. And we're not getting any of that this year
1: <laughs> yeah uh that's that's pretty crazy there marvel is still sticking with um wanting to have black widow in theaters mm-hmm. which you know a lot of other companies like warner brothers and, and putting like like we were talking about earlier wonder woman got put on hbo max and i mean it's nobody's fault it's all covet related stuff why you know this is happening but uh yeah it's crazy that we've it's been that long and we should have seen black widow that long ago and WandaVision and Falcon and winter soldier kind of switched places there. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I, I believe the reason, didn't they say one, it was easier to film WandaVision, uh, through on COVID restrictions. Set. Yeah. On a closed set with COVID restrictions, because, uh, I mean, if you've seen WandaVision, you know why they're just like less people, less sets, less stuff. And, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier seems like it's going to be much of a bigger production, bigger sets, bigger area, a lot more people and scenes. So I I, I understand that totally, but it's crazy how everything got mixed up
0: like that. Yeah, so now we're looking at Black Widow is supposed to be May 7th this year. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Shang-Chi is July 9th this year. Okay. The Eternals is November 5th this year. And Spider-Man No Way Home is December of this year. Ah, Christmas movie. Christmas movie. And then okay. next March is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Okay. And then May, May 6, 2022 is Thor. July 8, 2022 is Black Panther. And November Ooh. 2022 is Captain Marvel 2. Okay. So, and then, then then, when they move into 2023, they got Ant-Man and the Wasp and Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy.
1: Stuff that's still just like in name only, nothing's been done, done yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I even think Black Panther and Captain Marvel are both sequels that I don't think they've done much with, but I can't. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah. Last I was reading, it's like, it's out there in name that this is what they're going to do, but we, I don't even think, you know, with the... Un- Timely passing of Chadwick Boseman, they even know what they're going to do with Black Panther Two at this point. Uh, so we're all, we'll, I guess we'll all find out together when they start making announcements.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> they just need to, you know, get Michael B. Jordan, let him take up the mail. Didn't Killmonger become Black Panther in the comics at some point? might thought, have. Yeah, I thought I saw that somewhere.
1: I know the theories out there are that the sister Shuri will. Yeah. We will take it over because I know in the comics they did do a storyline like that where she was Black Panther for a while.
0: So yeah, but then, she, a route they go. then she went and got herself cancelled on social media. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. We'll see if anybody remembers. You know, that stuff only lasts a few months anyway. Yeah.
1: yeah. Let it die down. Let it die down. Yeah.
0: I don't even remember what it was. I just remember that yeah, it man. existed. But yeah. <laughs> that's where we kind of are with the MCU. So everything's been kind of mixed up. Uh, Kevin Feige and, you know, all the pe- powers that be within this MCU machine kind of said nothing really is like Black Widow doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They didn't say it doesn't matter, but it doesn't It <laughs> doesn't affect the timeline. They, yeah, they would never say that. Um, it doesn't affect the timeline, but it's still just kind of like a roadmap that's all out. But regardless, we got WandaVision. What did you think just overall, you know, we could do a deep dive later if we feel like it Mm when we need some content. But just WandaVision, what were your overall impressions and thoughts?
1: WandaVision, Uh, to me, WandaVision delivered actually more than I expected it to. Uh, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Uh, I know some people were... uh, maybe a little bit turned off by the sitcom feel of the first couple episodes. And it did have a sitcom feel throughout the entire series, but I'll even admit the first two episodes were like straight sitcom. Like it was totally a departure for Marvel. Some kind of, kind of a storytelling they've never done. It was ballsy. It was ballsy
0: to drop your first two episodes that way. And really just kind of be out on their own little Island of what they are. it was it was extremely ballsy like i thought they would do one episode like that and then the second episode was going to start showing a little bit more and that second episode did not i watched vision (laughs) 20 minute magic show like (laughs) there was no there was nothing else to that it was just two episodes of just watching i love lucy man it was crazy yeah
1: it was crazy and I wanted to really like it. So I, I I was giving it a shot and I was like, Oh, this is cool. This is different. But in the back of my mind, like you said in that second episode when it started being the same exact thing and we weren't like progressing more towards like a, I don't know what I was, what I was expecting, like an Avengers type show when it wasn't going that way in the second episode in the back of my mind, I was thinking like, is this whole series going to be this? Like, um, I don't know what's going on here, but (laughs) this is weird. But, uh, I mean, as the show progressed and we started learning more and more, it was kind of a slow burn show. Uh, I I think that show really showed uh, that Marvel can tell stories in a different way with the MCU. And um, I feel like it really got a lot of fans interested that maybe weren't before because there was a lot of hype around the show online and everywhere people talking about it. So yeah, I, I, that show really succeeded for me in a successful way.
0: And I think it succeeded because they didn't do the binge model. I think that right. it benefited by having that weekly. It became destination. It became must watch. Like, OK, I'm staying off social media because I don't want it spoiled. I need to know what happened. And everybody talked about it. They they owned the conversation for eight weeks. For sure. And I think that's just the important thing. If it was a binge thing, you just everyone would have consumed it in one weekend and that would have been it and it would oh, just yeah. been over and there's no conversation about it there's nothing because everybody's watching it at different times in different places so i mean almost since i think it's the last real big thing since uh game of thrones i think was the last real like must see on the time you know show yeah. until yeah. well i guess we hit uh i mean the mandalorian was falling in there mandalorian it did wanda vision but you know it's it's been yeah. nice
1: i agree if 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 wanda vision would have been a all how many episodes was it nine episodes if it yeah, would have been two. all if it would have been all nine episodes out on day one, and there's a lot of things a lot of like r- special reveals at the end of each of episodes that happened a mm-hmm. lot of fun stuff for m c u fans like if if it would have been out there that that was all out on one day and someone had consumed it all and they wanted to spoil the entire series they could have so yeah. i I really think that Disney was smart to do the uh weekly model like you said it's like bringing back what you want to call, um, water. What's, what's the word water cooler talk at the office? Yeah. you know, that's what you're talking about next day with people Do you want to go on, join the conversation and, and talk to people about it. So yeah, it was definitely successful in that way. Uh, I, I think that show also made you care about characters in, that were previously used in the MCU that may not have been so much towards the forefront. Like you think Wanda, Maximoff, Scarlet Witch and Vision, uh, they've kind of had bit roles in all these Avengers movies, you know, Age of Ultron, all the Avengers, uh, some some they were in the Captain America Civil War, I think. Uh, but besides that, you just kind of had scenes with them here and there. It's it's fun to have a focused show just about them, uh, where you learn about, you know, Wanda's past and how she kind of got her powers that we never knew before. Uh, we were just kind of guessing and we, we got more into vision and saw him as more of a, you know, thoughtful character. We always kind of knew he was, but seeing more with him uh, and bringing those characters to the forefront was really cool. And I, I think that's what they're going to kind of use these Disney shows for uh, in the future with some of these characters who haven't been on the forefront. You know, you got your Iron Man, your Thor, uh, Hulk. All your main guys, we know a ton about them. All the movies they're, you know, highly featured in. But these little side characters that you may like that haven't had their own movie, like there wasn't a Falcon movie and they're, you know. So I I really appreciate that we're getting to kind of get more into those characters.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a really cool idea. And it's, it's weird because we're getting all of a lot of the original Avenger characters like Wanda, Falcon, you know, and yeah, right. they're, side, they're side, but they're not, they didn't get that attention. But now, like, all of the movie people have now shifted over to TV, which is kind right. of an interesting way to do this. Definitely. And uh, But but I think we've waited long enough. Let's, let's jump into this first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because I've been all dying right. to talk to you about it. Um, all of the things, we're really not looking at doing a recap of what happened, so make sure if you haven't watched it, you pause us. Hit yeah. hit that episode. Watch it. Come in. We're going to talk about our thoughts, reactions, a lot of things that are happening throughout that episode, and just kind of an overall idea of what we're looking for. So definitely, um, if you haven't watched it or are interested in watching it, definitely go watch that first before you listen to us. Because like I said, we're not going to really give you. We're just going to make comments. So don't <laughs> don't yeah, look at we'll, us we'll for still,
1: idea. We'll still we'll still be here when you come back. It's only it's, an hour.
0: Yeah, yeah, 49 minutes. It's super easy to watch. But the first episode was titled New World Order. It premiered on Disney Plus on Friday, uh, March 19th. So we are comic book weekend. Like I said, Snyder Cut and Falcon and the Winter Soldier in one weekend. Kind of a crazy weekend. I don't know yeah. which one's going to dominate the conversation by the end of it. We're going to find out. Justice League's been holding its own a lot more than I thought it was going to. So, sure. but New World Order. See there, I'm trying to shift conversation again. I'm getting confused. (laughs) Um, Probably the beer. Uh, But New World (laughs) Order, we had basically this episode reintroduced us to Falcon and Bucky, Winter Soldier, and where they are now post-Endgame with Captain America becoming an old man and uh, giving the shield to Sam and kind of trying to hand the mantle over to him and him being reluctant to take it. And that was kind of where we were, kind of seeing where we were in a post-Captain America world. And uh, so it's really one of our first big glimpses back into what the MCU universe looks like after Endgame. Like Spider-Man Far From Home, which I surprisingly loved that movie, and I was so under-hyped for it. But that gave us a little bit of a peek at like post-Tony Stark world and like post blip world where, you know, everybody came back after being disappeared for five years. So they kind of touched a little bit on that, but this one, it seems like we're really now jumping into it from a serious level in a like actual story. Let's move stuff along. And, uh, so what were your overall feelings? How did you feel? Did you like this episode? Did you hate it? Are you never coming back to it? Like <laughs> what, how do you feel?
1: Uh, I did not hate it. And I actually liked it quite a bit. Um, I feel like, like we were talking about earlier, this Falcon Winter Soldier was supposed to be the first Disney show. I almost feel like this would have worked good as their first show. Um, Not taking anything away from WandaVision and how things got kind of mixed up. But, uh, yeah, it feels kind of back to the feeling of MCU-style thriller action more so than... um, WandaVision had like, you know, the first the first scene is like a huge big bombastic um CGI action scene with Falcon and you're watching it you're like, yeah, this is this is the MCU I remember and I'm used to and have like kind of missed out on. Uh I, I I thought the show was was really was really good. It's um Falcon. The the episode kind of seems split half it half for Falcon, half for Winter Soldier. And you're kind of getting to know these characters a little more, uh, more than you've known before. And I feel like it's maybe a little prologue, but that's what you have to do with a new show. So it's kind of introducing you to the show. Here's how we're going to tell this story. Here's what's been going on with Sam. Here's what's been going on with Bucky. We're going to keep going back and forth. But, you know, as fans of the MCU, I was interested to see, and it's fun to see um, kind of what's going on after Endgame. Because WandaVision kind of had that feel, but it was all over the place with that. But this is, like, straight up telling you, like, they're talking about the blip. They're talking about Thanos. You know, it's about Captain America's legacy after he's retired and gone. And that's all stuff we've been waiting to see. So, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with the first episode. How how'd you feel about it?
0: Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. I, I really like both of those characters. Granted, we didn't see them together, but like in Civil War and in past movies, they have great chemistry together. So I know it's, I know it's coming that once they really get put together, it's going to be a good time. Um, yeah. Because I know those two work well together, and I really like Anthony Mackie outside of Altered Carbon season two. Um, <laughs> I couldn't. That I just, and it had nothing to do with him. It was just that season was, but that's a whole other thing. But, um. I really enjoyed the episode. Like it was, like I said, nice story building. It had some, you know, some nice moments. It had some good story. I really liked the a uh, little bit of an arc with Bucky, um, yeah. Kind of trying to right his wrongs and you know undo a lot a lot of the trauma that he had from being like a robot assassin for so many years and kind of sure. doing things under out of his control when he was brainwashed by Hydra, and uh, like a lot of that was really you know moving like you could really feel that emotion and they did a really good job with putting that together from a story aspect yeah um but yeah overall it was fun one of the things that was really weird watching falcon just destroy everybody in the opening was (laughs) and it's been a while since i watched an mcu movie so you know maybe Mm -hmm. i'm maybe i'm wrong and i was like i said pushing myself through justice league which is rated r so it's it's intense but did I mean Falcon was just wasting people? Like I mean, he was blowing people up. He was throwing them, I mean, yeah. He was just murdering all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> like, I is do that remember normal that. for the MCU. <laughs>
1: I did have that thought actually when he was flying around and he caused one of the helicopters to crash and explode. I was like, "Yeah, a guy just died."
0: Yeah, there. he was throwing people was out of helicopters. Someone. He was just—I mean—he was murdering everybody. And I mean, I understand there were terrorists and it was a thing. But yeah. it was just, it, to me, it, for whatever reason, was just, like, shocking, and I don't really remember why, like, but I just don't, for whatever reason, I don't remember other members of the Avengers just, like, openly yeah. murdering people. Like, it always seemed like they were knocking people unconscious or just punching people, and he was, like, yeah. exploding them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. Tr- and now that you're talking about that, I'm trying to think because this show seems like it's going to have a feel very along the lines of like the Captain America Winter Soldier movie and yeah. Civil War. Yeah. And that's more like, you know, street level fighting other soldiers, fighting soldiers and, and terrorist groups and things like that. So I'm trying I was trying to think back to those movies. Like, were they killing people? Were they like, I mean, Cap wasn't
0: killing Cap wasn't blowing people up. I mean, he'd throw a shield and hit him in the face. He'd kick him. Yeah. He'd punch him. But he wasn't like openly just exploding them. Or (laughs) picking them up and throwing them out of planes and helicopters and they were just falling to the ground. It was kind of, I don't know, for whatever reason, it was noticeable to me. Like, so I don't know if that's because I'm not used to that or if it just was, it's just me, you know, just something that I just, I don't
1: know. Well, Falcon, I don't know if he's taking an oath or anything not to kill people. If he's like Batman, maybe he just doesn't care. He's like, yeah, these are terrorists. Kill them. (laughs) <laughs> maybe we're going that route or maybe when he's throwing them out of the planes they're just like falling into a lake underneath and we just didn't see it so well knows?
0: and you can always yeah kind of like the <laughs> spider-man video game where every time you throw a guy off the building if you go look you can see him webbed to the side Does that, happen?
1: that yeah i didn't, i never I, I i did have times where i think about that and be like he just knocked that guy off this <laughs> you did that swing floor. kick
0: yeah. yeah. If, if you go look in that game, when yeah. you do those swing kicks, they're stuck to the side with a web, and if you catch that's... it right, you'll actually see them get webbed to the side. Oh so you God. don't actually kill those people in that game, and that's awesome. That's but, funny. Uh, you know, but like I said, I was just I've like I've been watching through Justice League, and I mean those, you know, that Batman. Murders people. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> granted, <laughs> yeah. They, granted, they're fighting. You know, dark seeds minions, and you know, there's there's all kinds of other. They're more creaturey that they're. Killing. Oh yeah, w-
1: when you kill creatures, it doesn't count the same way as humans.
0: But like I said, Falcon was just like, yeah, picking people out of helicopters and just dropping them. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, um,
1: that was fun. So
0: <laughs> it was a fun scene. It just that was something yeah. that stuck out to me.
1: There's a lot going on there, man. Uh I feel like that show. From the from a lot of the stuff going on with the Falcon, it seems like it's gonna get into some more like social issues, which I think is kind of a welcome thing. Like for those for those who haven't like read the comics and stuff, eventually, um, which they may go this route in the show. None of us know; we haven't seen it, so like this isn't spoiler or anything. But like in the comics, Sam does eventually become Captain America, and even in the movie, uh, at the end of Endgame, the scene where um steve is old and he kind of gives the flag the shield to sam that's basically like passing the torch like here dude like you're the next captain america we all kind of got that sam kind of uh he doesn't he doesn't want to take steve's place like he doesn't Mm -hmm. feel it's right like there should only maybe be one captain america so i mean in the comics eventually sam does become captain america but he ran into issues with like should there be a black captain america and that's i feel like that's what they're kind of doing in this show a little bit is you know the scene with him and his sister not able to get the loan uh it kind of i don't know if marvel is going to fully go that route and tell that story but it seems like there's themes in there that could be uh leading that way which you know could be another way marvel making kind of some different stuff that they haven't done before like with different storytelling in WandaVision. Now they're touching on maybe some social issues in this. I feel like it could be, uh, you know, good for fans to see. And I don't know. We'll kind of see how it goes.
0: Yeah, no, I, I <clears> definitely <throat> picked up those vibes. They seemed like they were definitely wanting to touch some social issues with yeah. that storyline. That seemed like where they were going. And uh, like I said, that's cool that they're, they're going to do that. And that's one of the nice things about being able to do a TV show is that they're able to, they have the time, like these are going to be six 50 minute to an hour episodes. That's, you know, that's two movies, two to three movies worth of content that they're able to really drop in six weeks, which is super, you know, they can really deep dive into some of those things. Um, It was a little jarring to me because, and I mean, they did touch on it, which made me laugh, but it was like, wait, superheroes. I mean, they don't make any money. Like, (laughs) right. I mean, you figured, I mean, we've seen it in some of these movies before where they have like action figures of themselves and they have like, I mean, there's got to be some kind of endorsements. I mean, if if sports stars are getting million dollar deals for shoes, I mean, don't you think Falcon does? Falcon would have an endorsement deal. He has some kind of an endorsement deal. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah, I I understand you don't get paid to be a superhero, but you still you still get a paycheck from somewhere. Yeah, that was was kind of a
1: stretch. That was kind of a stretch. Like, zero dollars? You have zero dollars. We're supposed to believe you're poor. You're the Falcon. You're a superhero. You're an Avenger. You're not poor. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah, it it seems weird, the idea of, yeah, an Avenger being poor. But if they were leaning, too, on that idea that he was gone for five years, and that is one of the things to remember is, like, if this world is still post like they didn't go back in time like i guess they did in endgame go back in time to like bring people back or to Mm refight thanos but like the world that we're still in is still five years later right so all these people just showed back up so it's like we didn't go back and undo that time that time is still lost right um, from my understanding and that's what they were seem like on this show so it it is one of those things that's interesting because they can really build off that as opposed to a lot of other things that would want to erase that time and go back and just undo the snap and here they didn't really undo it they just kind of reversed it yeah and but the five years still passed so the idea of him not making that money or those endorsement deals or any of that for five years is an interesting way to do that and could make sense as to why he doesn't make any money or but yeah you still would imagine that like yeah he's doing like that giant action scene in the beginning he ain't getting paid for any of that like
1: right he didn't get any
0: (laughs) yeah i understand they're (laughs) heroes and you know it's all about the nobility and do this that and the other but doing it for the the good of mankind and the good of all but really i mean he's got to be getting something i mean how long are people going to be heroes without getting paid
1: (laughs) right i can't do this job much longer i haven't i can't buy groceries anymore yeah Yeah, i'm with you
0: you got to keep up <laughs> that physique, you know, that takes a lot of money and food. Right. Oh, no, uh, yeah, that so, funny.
1: It, yeah, that, that was, that was funny. That that scene was, you know, a well-made scene, and like I said, I feel like they're going to keep touching on that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, we'll definitely see how it goes.
0: So now I guess the big reveal to finish us off with our Falcon Winter Soldier talk was the end, where they basically took the shield so sam had the captain america shield and he gave it up to the smithsonian said this is where it belongs and he's kind of resisting taking up that mantle because it's steve's and then the department of defense decides nope thank you for returning the shield here it is we're going to give it to this guy who's going to be captain america so then we had somebody who i'm not sure if we're supposed to know him or not but someone who came out in captain america's outfit with the shield and basically they said this is the new captain america and that was how they ended the episode, crowning a new Captain America that, as of right now, as far as I'm aware, we know nothing about. So how did how did that hit you? Did you see that coming?
1: Uh, I did not see that part coming. Um, I, at least if they were going to go that route, <clears throat> I wasn't sure that it was going to be you know in the first episode. Uh, so that was kind of a fun scene at the end to kind of keep you on your toes for next one, their big reveal. I know... It, in the comic books, there was a storyline in the eighties about something similar with a guy who came in and um, took the role of captain America, who was kind of an outsider. And I think he went under the code name, like super Patriot or us agent or something, something. I'm yeah. not, I don't want <clears throat> to, I don't want to speak on it too much. Cause I don't know too much about like enough about it, but I think that might be the kind of the route they're going. It, it kind of, it was a, it was a good scene because, all throughout the episode, we got the feeling that um, Falcon, Sam, does not – he kind of wants to the Captain America legacy to be preserved as just Steve because – Even us as viewers, we know, like, in your head, you're like, Sam, you're supposed to be the next Captain America. He wanted you to do it, but he doesn't want to do it. So with them coming out with another guy and the government kind of saying, well, we need a Captain America. So here he is. You know, that's got to be hard for Sam. So we're kind of going to see how they go with it. Um, Yeah, I'm definitely intrigued with what's going on there.
0: Yeah, it was. I didn't see that coming. I thought that was really cool. And then you had that anticipation because, of course, they kept the camera behind him. And, um, you know, you're like, do I know who this guy is or am I going to know who he is or what's yeah. going on? And you kind of had that anticipation, like, are they even going to show us in this episode, which they did flip the camera around and you got to see that guy do his cheesy grin. And yeah. they then they cut to black and the episode is <clears throat> over and you're like, oh, shit, I need to come back next week and find out what they're doing.
1: And also, is this just going to be like a guy you put in the suit or is it like another super soldier kind of deal? Like, is it a new guy who's got the super soldier serum? Or is he just an actor? Life? Right. You can't just be Captain America, some dude off the street, like what's going on here.
0: But if you remember, too, in the original Captain America movie, that was what they were trying to do. Even though Steve was like super soldier, he was just going around and doing like publicity and like appearances as Captain America and trying to like Uncle Sam, trying to just rally the troops and get people excited. So I would not be surprised if this is just an actor and they're trying to redo the same thing. Yeah. Uh, trying to use them as propaganda or, you know, publicity to try to just like some a rally cry someone to, you know, for everyone to get behind. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm, we're going to see what they do with that. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm definitely down with this show. I, I want to see how, what do we got? Six episodes. So there's five more. I yeah. want to see what they're going to do. Uh, we still haven't seen uh helmet Z- Zemo. Who's supposed to, as if we're led to believe in the trailers, is the big bad. But you know, Marvel's known for misdirection, so we'll see what goes goes on with that. Or not, Mandarin,
0: Mandarin, Jesus, Mandarin, Mandarin. I know how to talk. I swear.
1: They're they're known for that kind of stuff, and uh, (laughs) Sharon Carter is going to be in this too. So we're going to see what they do with that. And I'm I'm interested to see. I'm I'm pretty sure by next episode, you kind of got to bring uh Falcon and Winter Soldier together like if we're going to do this buddy cop show so uh, oh, I
0: imagine I imagine the the idea of them doing the Captain America thing um will bring them together you know Bucky's yeah. going to see that on TV and go wait 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 uh, but I really yeah. enjoyed Bucky's arc with the 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 old man and that he killed his son and he was really trying to find that moment yeah. I, the, all of the way that was all done from his dream Mm -hmm. To tell you what happened to then the realization of that stuff and what he's trying to make amends for, that was just all done so well.
1: Yeah, it took me a second during that dream scene to realize that it was like, all right, they must be going back in time. I was like, because he doesn't have long hair anymore. And there's still that silver arm that got blown off. So that's uh, something's going on here. But yeah, that was cool.
0: And then I was sitting there watching that scene and it was right after Falcon was just like throwing everyone out of planes. And then we cut <laughs> to like Bucky and he's just stabbing people in the chest and shooting people yeah. in the face. And I'm like, all right, these guys are just murderers. <laughs> and then, then it was a dream. And I said, okay, this that makes sense at least that it's a different, that was old Bucky who did was an assassin, so he did do those things. But it all was right. jarring for me for whatever reason because I just don't have murder and MCU in, together in my head.
1: All right, I'm with you.
0: But I'm definitely, like I said, I'm obviously in, there's no there's no conceivable reason why I wouldn't watch all of these because it's comic book. I watch anything comic book related that gets turned yeah. into. I've watched way too much CW shows. I've watched way <laughs> too much of just garbage over the years. I've watched Batman and Robin way too many times to admit. Uh, just because it just is, you know. You know. Yeah. Gotta,
1: it's in our it's in our nature.
0: It's in yep, our geek just nature. Superheroes, man. We've been watching them since we were little why this is, this is all stuff that I never dreamed I would ever see and still even getting, you know, some of these shots and some of these scenes are just iconic and it's just awesome to, and now we're getting it on our TV for a Disney plus subscription Um, to close us off for this first episode of raised a geek podcast, because we're probably already gone forever. Way (laughs) too long. Um, We'll cut it in post. You'll cut it in post. Yeah, We'll be fine. We'll be fine. um how important do you think the tv shows are in the mcu we talked about kind of like the movies um taking their shift and they're going their direction we're taking all the original avengers into this thing do you think they're gonna are these gonna be all tied together or are we getting new heroes in these movies and then uh they're gonna come together with these people like our we going to see Falcon Mm -hmm. winter soldier, these TV shows, are they going to be standing or are we going to see them? Are they all going to dip into another movie? Like we do know Wanda vision is kind of going to lead into Dr. Strange. So is this one going to lead into something is, you know, how important are these TV shows going to be to building the MCU? Uh,
1: I mean, I kind of feel like they're all fluid together at this point. Uh, and I feel like that's kind of how they want it to be. They want they wanted a way to tell stories that maybe they couldn't tell in a full movie. Like if WandaVision is a story that Kevin Feige and everyone over there at, you know, Marvel studios wanted to tell, I don't know if it would have worked the same as like, well, here's this movie about Wanda and vision. You know what I'm saying? The show format, I feel like was perfect for that. And a lot of these things coming up, a lot of these things coming up are the same way, you know, a good way to give other characters their time uh, in a show format. And I, I like the fluidity of it all together. Like you said, Wanda is supposedly a big part of the Doctor Strange movie. And I feel like it's just telling the same story, just with different ways of getting it to us. Like, here's this big Thor movie that's going to come out. Which is going to be huge. But would, would a Thor show have worked? I don't know. You know, maybe that is made to be uh, another movie. So yeah, I, I think it all works well together. It's a fun, it's a fun way to consume all this uh, content, and yeah, I'm I'm down for it. You, you kind of feel the same way, or
0: oh yeah, I think they're really good for the MCU. I think it's like that. It's a good way to tell a lot of smaller stories, um, and like I said, we're gonna. Seems like we're gonna get a lot more close with Sam and Bucky than we would have in a movie. They're gonna get a lot more of a spotlight, and to be able to see those like closer personal lives of them as opposed to just hey i'm falcon and i'm a i'm a you know yeah i'm an avenger i'm just this is what i'm doing and apparently not getting paid to do any of it so um (laughs) now we get to see a little bit of his his life which i think would be really cool like i said i always like that character and anthony mackie so it's fun to see him get in the spotlight as well as i'm sure you know same thing with bucky um having him and being able to see a lot of that stuff so i i like i said tv is is here and right now with the way that they're going with the movies like i said black widow i still don't know why to be excited about that i'm i know i'll watch it but i don't know what they're going to do that's going to make that movie matter um and then a lot of the other ones are you know a lot of characters that are somewhat unfamiliar with me, usually I know we've talked about it. Once comic books start going into space, I usually drop off I <laughs> like the grounded stuff. Once yeah. you start the Eternals, once you start going deep into outer space and bringing in the aliens, I usually, so Eternals doesn't do anything for me. I mean, I, I love the cast idea. I'm obviously down for who's in it, what it's about. You know, I'm excited for that big scope of a movie, but I don't know what I'm getting myself. I don't know what I'm getting into for that. Yeah. So, um, these TV shows obviously are the heroes that we've grown up with now for the past what ten years or however long we've been doing this MCU thing. So seeing some of these other minor characters get a spotlight is awesome, and you know for Loki sure. should be cool coming up. Hawkeye, I'm super excited for She-Hulk, mm-hmm. and I I don't know why the way that they described it as a thirty minute lawyer comedy with She-Hulk and Mark Ruffalo as Hulk that just I I feel like that's oh, going yeah. all over. So I'm super excited for, for that. that. I think they just dropped a trailer for Miss Marvel, or that could be a fake. But um, huh. they might have. I didn't hear that. Something that, one, that was like first trailer for Miss Marvel, but you know, YouTube, it, you never know. I just saw a Community movie trailer that I'm like, I know that's. <laughs> the- I would have seen an announcement for a Community movie like that would have right. been there, so I know that's a fake trailer. Um, There's a lot, so.
1: a lot of fake stuff out now. You got to watch out what you believe and don't believe with this entertainment news. You know, yeah.
0: it's crazy, but. I like I said, overall this was a great start. Um and it's nice that we only had to wait a week and all of a sudden we yeah. got another Marvel show. And I think when this one ends, Loki is what June?
1: Yeah, I think June eleventh is what I I could be wrong, but definitely June. Yeah. So
0: this so we will have a break between that one because then this one'll be yeah, one, oh. two, three, four. I'm looking at a calendar. Yeah. There's there should be at six. least a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, this right. one'll be done at April. So we'll basically have May. Yeah. We'll have it all simmer to let it simmer. So we'll have about a month, (laughs) five to six weeks, and then we'll jump into Loki, which I think will be its own alternate universe thing. So, all right. So that's going to be the first episode of our show of the raised a geek podcast. Um, next week, we're hoping to come back with, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League and the episode two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Plenty to talk about. I'm sure we'll have more game and movie news and everything else that's happening under the sun. So don't miss it. But until the next episode of Raise the Geek Podcast, I'm Chris. And I'm done. And we'll see you later. Take it easy.